Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Yeah. That's right. We're glad you could join us. It's time to sit back. Get comfortable. Talk about some weird stuff. Just chill for a while. Welcome to After Hours with the Rise Guys. Here's Madman at nine. Yes, sir. Welcome. Well, I'm hungry. I know, man. I'm getting kind of hungry, too. We might have to cut this one short and eat lunch. <laughs> hey, by the way. You know, we can see now when most people listen to this here podcast yeah, after hours with the Rise Guys. Yep. If you're listening to this and you're um, in the restaurant business, you'd almost be a fool not to advertise your local lunch establishment on this podcast. Yeah, man. Certainly on the, the after hours with the Rise Guys would be a great spot for that. Or, you know, if you're an advertising executive with one of these food delivery services. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm looking at your menu right now, seeing what kind of food I can have meet me at the house when I get there. I'm just looking. How about that? How about it? Well, nevertheless, welcome to episode 22 of After Hours with the Rise Guys. We appreciate you seeking us out and uh, listening to us for the next 45 minutes to one hour. SNS Cafeteria to use too. Oh, sorry. I'm reading the menu still. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd like to, uh, you know what? I can just, I've learned how to make it myself now. Uh, fruit cocktail and jello. Yeah. As a child that mesmerized me. I'm like, how did they how how did they suspend it in air like that? How do they do that? And now I know the secret. Yeah. Now you, you could say, well guys, you guys, you know, you finish up the Rise Guys morning show at ten and then you do the podcast after that. So couldn't you just pick up lunch on the way home? No. No, because no, when we get done with this is like eleven forty five or so yeah. usually. Um because it's it's ten forty nine AM right now. So we'll be done by eleven forty five ish. Um, as far as when we're, we're done recording and we actually leave the building, probably be about quarter to 12. Yeah. So time we you know get started and then every place is packed. Mm-hmm. Even you, if you order on the app. You certainly aren't going to get into a Chick-fil-A at 1145 a.m. anywhere in South Carolina. Yeah. Mm-mm. Unless it's Sunday and you're breaking in. You have to settle. And God, when it comes to food, that's when I absolutely do not want to settle. And Well, women also. I yeah. Agree. But food especially. There are some places I just know they're going to be too busy on my way home. Uh, the the clock will be too busy in Moonville. Yeah. The clock of Moonville employees. A lot of P1s down there. Tick, tick. The, uh, the Wendy's of Moonville will be too busy. Really? Yeah. The uh, the McDonald's will be packed as well. Um, 
there's there's one or two that might not be packed, but it's a place I don't like to go. And apparently neither does anybody else because they ain't good. Yep. Yeah. That's I, one. I just mouthed to Jimmy what it was. Yeah. And the other one, I won't say what it is, but I can tell you're thinking it. Yeah. God, that, yeah. we're, we're kins, uh-huh. kismet right now. Yeah, you guessed them both. Wow. The one without even a hint. The second one with barely a hint. Well, one of the ones you mentioned that's always busy in your neck of the woods, the one in my neck of the woods is not, but the quality's not there, so that explains See, it. the quality of this one's one of the best ones I've ever been to mm-hmm. of that chain. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to add Ader at the end of it, there ought to be piles of that bacon on there. Well, there usually is. How you doing? I'm good, man. I enjoyed last week's Sitting episode. You're hungry as hell, but I'm good. Well, we'll change the subject. Okay, Last good. week's episode, telling all the, the wild and crazy things of how, you know, you hear your grandparents or your parents talk about how times have changed. And even if you think, oh, look at us now in 2021. Look at us. You just look at you. Unless you're like five years old listening to this, which, by the way, that ain't good. No, you shouldn't listen to this at five years old. Absolutely not. But just how things have changed and, and progression. Uh, what's the opposite of that? Degression? Yeah, regression. Yeah. Regression. Degression. Yeah. Which one? Both? Congression. You are. Good old George Carlin Gallagher joke there. Yeah. Wordplay joke. I remember. Uh, opposite of progress is Congress. <laughs> and con means you're going to get screwed over. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a convention, though. Explain that one. Well, those usually mean you're going to get screwed over, too. Does a conventional stove always burn your food? They call it Comic-Con because you're going to be broke as hell trying <laughs> to get done. <laughs> well, you're going to pay 25 to park. Yeah. 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 Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, the thing that I remember that we trailed off on, and uh, or, or I guess the, the podcast closed on, uh, was talking about various laws that have changed. You know... Even with, and I still don't have a firm grasp of it, the legalization of marijuana, how that, I don't care how it affects any other state except this one that we live in. Well, the one we live in, that being South Carolina, where we are governed by uh, the, the Honorable Henry, yes, Henry yes, McMaster. Uh, Hank and Mac, my friends, Chicken Hawk. on the golf course yeah. when we watch animals fight. Yeah, now not, only is, Just kidding. not only does he have the haircut of James K. Polk. And um, sound like Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, yeah, now... Uh, he might look more like Franklin Pierce now that I think about it. He looks like one of the old presidents. I want to say Polk. I want to do a Google search and see. Oh, listen how fast they go. Fingers of Google. God. You know, you know. No, it is Polk. He looks just like damn James K. Polk. Will you bring it up where I can see it? Yeah. I Tell look, me that ain't Henry McMaster. Holy moly. You. I just popped out of my seat for that. From, holy From crap. memory, I know that Henry McMaster looks a lot like James K. Polk and has the same hair. Dude, it's like those Civil War pictures of <laughs> Nicolas Cage. You're like, dude, that was him. Yeah. He's like been living for a thousand years. Now, the thing about the cannabis legalization, an issue near and dear to my heart for many years. <laughs> um, In your lungs. Yeah, is that... Uh, all right, so it's it's illegal federally, yeah. and governors of states like South Carolina always lay on the talking point of, well, we ain't going to do nothing about it till it's decriminalized or legalized at the federal level. Long as it's illegal, illegal federally, mm-hmm. we ain't going to touch it, son. Illegal. Now, <laughs> what line of BS are they going to hit us with when it's federally decriminalized in six months? Because then they're going to have to find another lie. That. Part of the proceeds from weed sales will go to scholarships. Same yeah. way they got us with the gambling. Well, I'm talking about to keep it illegal because they don't want to. They don't want to decriminalize it or legalize it here. Then you so have to have a college education. They have, they have to find another another lie. 
Um, you have to take the vaccine. Because they've always said that, well, the federal government says it's illegal, and we're going to follow them on this. But if the federal government no longer says that, they're going to have to find another lie. But then again, they won't really care because if it's federally decriminalized, then all the federal funding for law enforcement goes away. I want so to go to there's a no church. incentive to keep arresting people for nothing. I want to go to a church where you're up doing sermons about weed. Like the passion you have right now and the energy level that me just mentioning that just by a sideline mention was like, you're over here talking with your hands and like yeah. I feel like you're just there's people out there hallelujah and all this stuff. Something I know a little bit about. Yeah. Well, it's, like you said, near and dear to your heart. That's mm-hmm. the thing is, if it's not, you don't give a damn. Yeah. Not you, but the, most people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, you know, whatever that is, I, I, I don't know at this point. but uh, I just told you. Well, <laughs> I mean, again, well, you said you don't know what's going to happen, what they're going to, how they're going to keep it illegal in South Carolina. We'll have to find another line of BS or follow the feds and decriminalize or... I mean, because if they lose the the incentive of getting federal law enforcement funding for arresting people for it, they don't care to arrest people for it anymore. But that goes back to the jails and that being privatized. Yeah, well, the prisons anyway. Yeah, well, but there's prisons. but they could but but meth will still be illegal, and they could start busting those meth labs instead. They got to work a little harder, but then you, you start busting those, you still get the federal funds for that. Well, they and won't you get put their tweakers, money. You either. put tweakers in prison, and they work way harder. Yeah, and you won't get the clinics and the suboxone money. He still will. He still got pills. I don't shake me up and down. Nothing hey, man. will fall out. Those are Tic Tacs. They're still around. Yeah. So I remember the thing that uh, we trailed off on, and you were saying how impactful it was when they added seatbelt laws, which if you say that to anyone under the age of 20 or maybe 18, they're going to be like, that hasn't always been a law. Exactly. And it, it nothing has always been a law. It's like when my grandpa told me one time, I can't do an impression of my grandpa. He was an asshole, so what does it matter? And it, it, most of my family will agree. Everybody had one of those grandpas. But it, when he was telling me about Johnny Unitas, the, greatest, grandmas. the greatest football player ever, he's like, Asterisk. What, in his opinion, yeah, that uh, they didn't have face masks and that their helmets were made of leather. And I was like, there's no way, Grandpa. Yeah. And then he showed me a picture or put out the uh, encyclopedia or whatever it was and showed me, and I was just dumbfounded. So to, for a, a child or someone 18 younger maybe to know that that used to not be a law yeah. is hard to comprehend. Well, laws against bestiality had to be written because people did it. That's illegal? If nobody ever did it, there wouldn't be a law against it. Yeah. But enough people did it that they had to write laws. Well, man, yeah, but there's that weird alternate universe way of thinking that you look at, you know, incest is illegal, mm-hmm. but then you look at the, the monarchy. You hear that, Alabama? But the, you look at the Brits or any kind of really, any kind of uh, royal bloodlines family, they, they're telling you not to do that. Yeah. But they do it. I think that over there, I think they have sex with each other, uh, dogs, cats. Am I doing a podcast with Lynn Wood right now? Who's that? The guy's, uh, no, on the, yeah, you know who he is. Um, I thought he was a lady for the longest time. Yeah, but it, it, so my point with that is it's what always happens with any kind of governmental body is <laughs> do as we say, not as we do. Yeah, yeah. That, We're going to overspend, but you can't spend more than your credit limit. Yeah. That, We're I, limiting you. I remember the very first time uh, my dad ran afoul of the law on a seatbelt ticket. 
I was with him in the car, and this was, I want to say this was 1999, seems about right. What year did, do you know? It was shortly before that, like 90, 98 or 99 is when the seatbelt law went into effect in South Carolina. Well, they wow. still don't have a motorcycle helmet law. Well, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. But I, I did not realize that. I thought that was during my high school years or pre. Let me look that up. While no, we're I'm not calling. I just remember the night that my dad got his first seatbelt ticket, but I want to say it hadn't been a law for a very long time by then. And the thing is, is one of my earliest childhood memories being in a car, it was one time when my mom went back to work after being laid off from the textile mill. And uh, my grandma was working at the time as well. So uh, they had to take me and Angel to a daycare center. And we were only there for like three days before whatever happened. I don't remember what. But I remember driving, and we were in the floorboard of the car crying because we didn't understand what a daycare center was. Like, we didn't know if they were going to come back to get us, if it was they were abandoning us, you know, if we were going to be wards of the state or orphans mm-hmm. or whatever. Connie Maxwell was going to come get us and take her to her kid's house, yeah. children's home. Well, I remember being in the floorboard of a moving vehicle with my sister and uh, Ann Murray that was playing on the radio. And every time I hear Ann Murray, I, I associate with crying, Going to daycare and being able to fit in the floorboard of a 76 Nova yeah. is what they were driving at the time. Um, what'd you find? I was just stalling as hell just to get you in. No, no, I know you were. I'm just trying to read. Uh, <laughs> That's true, everything I just said, though. I'm just trying. I'm reading the South Carolina Code of Laws right now. Oh, dear Lord. The driver and each occupant of a motor vehicle, which when it is being operated on the public streets and highways of this state, shall wear a fastened safety belt, which complies with all provisions of federal law for their use. The driver is charged with the responsibility of requiring each occupant to wear a safety belt or other child restraint system as provided in Article 47. All right, so this law originally passed in 1976. I was way off. Well. But I, 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 my dad never I ran afoul of it until 1999 after we uh, had gone to see ECW at Spartanburg Memorial Auditorium. And we were on the way home from that show when uh, a mile from the house, he ran through a license check, and it was the first time he'd ever gotten a seatbelt ticket. And really? apparently 23 years of driving since that became a law, he never got a ticket for it until that night. We didn't go to that show together? No, I went with my dad to that one. Oh. And he really never liked Bubba Ray Dudley after that because all the, the, you know, the cussing and sexual innuendos and beating people up stuff. Oh, and fighting up in the stands with yeah. balls Mahoney. Yeah. So on the way, and my dad, was that, that was about the maddest I ever saw him is when he got a seatbelt ticket. Like yeah. $40 seatbelt ticket, I want to say it was. And it was the angriest I ever saw him, I think. Not that he did anything or lashed out. He just was that kind of seething older man mad uh-huh. where he didn't want to talk about anything for like two days afterwards because he was just pissed off about that $40 coming out of his pocket because he didn't wear a seatbelt. Right. Well, it was it was funny to see him get that mad about it. What, um, see, this is interesting. What you're saying? Are you, oh, about the seatbelt law? No, just about some of the, like, when these laws came to be. How, the seatbelt law, well, I was just thinking two different things. One, I'd love to hear what your dad thinks about the masks uh, going into stores now. Yeah. Actually, I think I know the answer. It'd be the same one my daddy'd say. It's my damn life. I can take it in my own hands. Well, it's their store, and they can tell you what to do. Well, I don't like seatbelts either. Yeah. I should be able to smoke where I want to smoke. <laughs> um, But... It, it definitely wasn't an enforced thing by any means because I I remember well into the 80s. it 
I think part of it too, and without going really too far into it, I think that it wasn't. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm looking at this from a point of view of a a, a white dude. But I'm just thinking about now, like now it's a it's, it's a way to stop. I f- I feel like from law enforcement. So if they see somebody not wearing a seatbelt, it's a way to stop them, and then. They're not just trying to ride a $40 ticket. They're wanting to see what it smells like in your vehicle. They want to look down into your vehicle. And then, you know, you mind if we search your vehicle? It's almost a little, uh, well, a traffic stop is very, all right, of all the amendments of the Constitution, the one I feel is most often stamped on is the Fourth Amendment, which is unreasonable search and seizure. Any traffic stop kind of leads to some violation of your Fourth Amendment rights, in my opinion, and in the opinion of any defense attorney who ever practiced law. Because how could you job. argue in a court that, well, I said that, yes, I said that it smelled like weed in the car. But how do we know that it really smelled like weed in the car? Yeah. We can't go back on his uh, his smell history. Yeah, I mean, you can just... Wipe mine clean, by the way. Oh, You just have to go by what the... Uh, this came from the bathroom. I mean, if, if an officer says he smells it, then he smells it. Sure. And Any, there's no recourse to that. It's just that that's, that's what it means, is it? No, he smelled it. Yeah. If he smelt it, he dealt it, is what I was always taught. And, and plenty of times... him. Plenty of times, look, we're plenty of great officers, and I'm not trying to disparage any of them, but... I'm basing this off watching live PD, to be honest. Plenty of times... Um, I mean, there's been there's been a case of you know an officer. This smells like marijuana in here, and then you don't find anything. So did it really smell like marijuana? In That's there? what you I'm just want to look. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, and of. then that that is it, iffy constitutionally, in my opinion. But here's the thing, though. What I'm saying about the live PD stuff is that they would say, and this is varying states like Texas. I mean, they I don't know what it is now, but like in Texas, they will get your ass with marijuana i mean you're, you're going to jail yeah they have some uh at least last i checked they had pretty strict laws about it so if a if a, a officer would go up and say by the way it smells like weed in here you've been smoking weed no you mind if we search the vehicle yes i do all right well fine we're gonna call the dogs out here yep and 99 percent of the time yeah the dogs find weed yeah you know so thank god you haven't trained your dogs to do that no, no, no. Well, I <laughs> Keep wish, you up at night. I wish they could. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so so I was I was looking at the uh, the the seatbelt law in 1976. It was originally passed here okay. in South Carolina. Now, what's interesting is that it was 1984 or 1985 when South Carolina passed the open container law. So you had to wear a seatbelt in 1976, but you, as long as you had a seatbelt on, it was cool to drive around <laughs> drinking a beer. Wow. <laughs> and for 10 and years, you could drive example. around drinking a beer with a seatbelt on. That's the best example <laughs> of things just being a whole switcheroo bass awkward. Yeah. Wow. This is, I'm reading, This is. I have been looking for this story kind of in the background of the podcast for a few minutes. A January 26, 1985 article from the LA Times allowed in 26 states drinking and driving a legal mix. At that point, January 26, 1985, you could still drive and drink a beer as long as you weren't drunk you could still drive with an open container alcohol in 26 states south carolina and iowa passed laws in 1984 against it just man that is so crazy that why does that make me feel old 
I mean, it does. I mean, this, yeah, these are things that happen in our lifetimes. The, 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 think about it. I mean, when I was born, <laughs> you could still drive around with it. Well, it probably it just passed shortly before that. But shortly before I was born, you could drive around with an open container. You could drive around drinking beer. Yeah. And that that's, uh, explains to me why when I was a young lad, my grandpa always had a natty light and a little brown sack, brown paper bag, driving around drinking. Oh. I mean, he... I never saw him. Look, I don't condone drinking and driving. No. I never saw him behind the wheel drunk, never had a problem or an accident or anything. He never like was driving like he was hammered or anything. Yeah. He just would always take a beer for the road and sip on that Natty Light when we were going to visit his, his cousins or his sisters in Georgia or whatever. Anything in moderation. Like, I would rather be in traffic with... That's what he'd always done his whole life. An older dude like that who's probably, let's say, 50% pickled at that age. Yeah. Maybe. uh, Sipping on his beer than some 21-year-old girl who's drank 10 Starbucks. Yeah. Going 90 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, you don't realize it, but you just... You get a little jittery on the caffeine. Yeah, it's called speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why it's called speeds, because that's how you're going to drive, like hell. Yeah, the guys like my, my grandpa and my, my grandpa on that side and my dad were not that far apart in age, so I'll say my grandpa was around 50 and my dad was around 45 uh-huh. when they passed the open container law, so they'd been drinking and driving for 30 years. Good Lord. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too, but when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulele speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Wow. Like they've been driving around drinking beer for 30 years, and it was always cool to do. So all of a sudden, it isn't. So, yeah, I understand how those guys have a hard time with that. Or my dad having a hard time with the seatbelt law 23 years later. But then, <laughs> but then it's so weird how... I'll give you a good example. Remember I told you several days ago or last week or whenever it was, I'd been watching that uh, 
it's not Game Show Network, but it's called Buzzer, B-U-Z-Z-R. Yeah. They just show old reruns of like Price is Right and stuff. And and I'm not – understand my point of view here. I'm a child of the 80s. You know, things have changed so much. But when I see, like, Bob Barker kissing women on the lips or I see Gene Rayburn on Match Game telling a woman to stand up so he can see what her curves look like – and. I'm like, oh, my God, what is he doing? Oh, my God. Richard Dawson is smoking a cigarette on the panel, right? And it just, like, TV, the Internet, news, everything just kind of forms our mind to say, oh, my God. God, those guys too on those shows back then were Rayburn and and, uh, Rayburn was just as bad as Dawson. They were quite touchy feely with the contestants and the the guests and the the panelists both. Yeah, go up and say, "Oh, stand up!" Yeah, I just said, "I want to check out your curves and kiss me on the lips." I just won you one thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean they'd be touching on some people in ways that make me uncomfortable if you touch me like that. But we see it now. Like sometimes when I watch TV now in twenty twenty one, you know, I'm like. They're not wearing masks. Oh, this is from 17. <laughs> it's like, I don't know reality once I go outside the house. Yeah. Well, you should try Piedmont sometime where if you walk in I'm any good. place wearing a mask, everybody looks at you like your head's on backwards. Oh, I know you vote. Yeah. yeah. Oh, look at you wearing your mask. What, you scared you might die? You want, look, he wants to live, some dumb son bitch. <laughs> he don't want a ventilator. My daddy wouldn't be into it. I know how he I have plenty of people who aren't, man, but I don't have anybody else I can rely on to check on my dogs and take care of them the way they need to be taken care of. And I don't want to miss work because if I start missing work, I start losing out on some money. So yeah. there's a lot of reasons to just stay home and wear a mask to Ingles. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Plus, it's their store, and they have a big sign out front that says, I have to wear a mask. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's their property, so I kind of got to play by their rules. That's kind of the way I look at it, too. Plus, you know, the thing that, uh, you know, what what if, you know, God, I hate that this is turning into, but what if, you know, you... It is change. That's what we've been talking about. What if you have something, it could be anything, that you're carrying it around, you're going to go out in public. You don't want to get it on anybody. You know how much it sucks yeah. to not feel good. Why would you want to Yeah. do that? I think oh. this is going to be good long-term to make people not go breathing the flu on each other as much as we have my entire life up to this point. Yeah. Because we never gave a second thought to giving other people the flu or spreading the flu around society like it's just, here, have some flu. Sure. Let me cough on you while I have the flu. Flu-like symptoms. Yeah, yeah. Flu-like. Yeah. The the thing, that's another thing, too, is the, you know, with, with COVID. Again, I have to preface all these conversations with a podcast. It goes on forever. So this is 2021 that we're talking. Yep. You know, I've mentioned before the passing around of a funny cigarette or moonshine. How many times you passed around those jars? Like, you still will that that won't be the same for a long time. They'll still be your your buddies, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your wife, husband, whatever. But. There, you won't be at those parties where there'll be like 12 people deep and you know like four of them and you're passing around something. I don't think. The last time I'm I went, a germaphobe always. The so. last time I was at a bar, I stopped in at happy hour because I knew wouldn't anybody be there and I just wanted to stop in and have a beer and get a, get a sandwich to go. Um, and uh, somebody who was working there looked at me and said, hey, I'm going to go out back and smoke a blunt. You want to go? <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Pandemic going on. I have to drive also. I didn't even say pandemic going on, but then she looks at me and says, oh, no, it's cool. We won't share. I'll just cut you off a little piece, and I'll have a little. And I'm like, no, I'm good. You enjoy the whole thing. Just change. Yeah. It's different. It's not a world. 
that's not a bad thing. But with uh, that's how they're doing it now. Apparently, what? I've been at the house ever since that day. That was the last time I went out anywhere. Oh, the uh, the open container thing. This is going to be. I just have to speak at will, okay? No, go ahead and do it. I got something if you fall down. Judge Jimmy and yeah. those listening right now, judge me if you will. There was, uh, I won't mention, well, one of the guy's names, because I've understood he's a, a church-going guy, doesn't enjoy when I mention his name. I got a shotgun in my trunk right now, man. I can't judge nobody. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to tell I don't <laughs> know if you're being serious or not. No, I really do. Okay. 12-gauge Stevens pump. Okay. I just I didn't know if that was a weed reference or Oh no, no, no. It was real shocking. Or a former coworker. A literal firearm. Um what was I saying, Jim? You were talking you scared about scared me the, for a moment. No, you were talking about the open container thing. Oh yeah. So judge story. Me. So we were going to this was in the year, I believe, ninety four. Year of our Lord. Ninety four. And we were go me and my buddies were going to fall for. Fulfer? Fall, yeah. fall for Greenville. Fall yeah. for Greenville. It's a big fall festival in October here in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina. One of my, or it was until last year. One of the friend's parents were out of town, so we were pre-gaming at his house to go down there and, you know, chase the skirts around. Because we, we couldn't go down there and buy because we were underage. Mm-hmm. It's like 18, 19. Yeah. Um, long story short, we You pre- had to save all that money and not buy beer down there? Yeah, right. Uh, tickets. You bought the tickets. You forget how much you're paying. Yeah. It's a good scheme. Um, so we pre-gamed over there. Well, one guy was driving, another guy was in the passenger seat, three deep on the back row of this guy's car. We had all been, but not in excess, two or three beers at most each, and also a passing around of a funny-looking cigarette. I know you were very responsible, young men. So, yeah, this isn't looking good for you so far. There was, I don't believe you were responsible. That was sarcastic. There was this guy, there was another guy, there was another guy. There was Reuben and there was me. And I had finished drinking at the house. I drank my half. Yeah, so it was three. I drank my half of the six-pack. That's the way we would speak. Yeah. Um, <laughs> four of them had open containers. Uh-huh. We're going to fall for Greenville. Long story, we go down Rutherford Road, cross over these railroad tracks, and as we got to the top of the railroad tracks to go down, we see Two cops on each side. They're doing a license check. Yeah. It's like a Friday or Saturday. Well, the question was asked, who's drinking in the car? And the four of them, one of them had put it down between his legs. Obviously, it was his. The other ones, literally, like two of them had him in the hand. The other one had him in the cup holder. Somebody and then me did not have any in there. Mm-hmm. So they got... Obviously, uh, ticketed. Two of them who were under 18 got their parents called. Uh, me and other friend who did not have a can in the vehicle did not get anything. Uh, two of those who did get in trouble, two of the four, called me and my friend pussies for not taking the hit also. That's stupid. Who said that? Yeah, that's Thank entirely you. stupid. Because I mean, it's, why would why? This is not going to make it even better that I have to suffer. Also, I'm not going to admit to a crime if there's no evidence I've committed a crime. Never. I had been drinking. Yeah, but I had been. There's no evidence that you've been drinking unless they want to do a blood test or something. You're not driving, so I don't think you qualify for any kind of breathalyzer. There's no reason to do a blood test. You're not operating a vehicle. There's no. no reason you don't have an open container in your hand. There's nothing to. I mean, all right. 
you there's no evidence, and you're not going to look into this any further. So I'm just going to say no. And I answered the question. Yeah. Who in here is drinking? You had drinking. The, you had the option to stay out of trouble or get into trouble. Yeah. And the the best choice is usually to stay out of trouble, especially for something as a little piddly like that. In that case, for you. You know. You know what's so crazy is as we go over the railroad tracks and I see the blue lights, I instantly see my mother's face in my head. Yeah. I the first thing I thought. It wasn't Jesus. It was my mom. Mm-hmm. Matthew. No. Yeah. She never got, she never, oh, Lord, don't, she doesn't know how to do this. She does not know that story to this day. And if you run into my mama, don't you dare do it. She thinks I'm on a different wavelength now. She knows better. The, well, <laughs> at least that's the way she perpetuates me. But the, uh, the, the thing is that if you're in a group of people and there's some legal trouble pops up, you don't ever want everybody to get arrested because somebody needs to stay out to mobilize getting y'all out of jail. It's like on Live PD. Somebody, they'll find a meth pot. They're like, all right, whose is it? Nobody wants to claim it. They're like, all right, look, new rule. If nobody claims it, you both get charged. Why wouldn't the person who had it say, you know what, we're both going to get charged. I'm not going to screw your life up. And if it's property of both of you, well, you both are in trouble then. That's just how it is. I still think one of them should be the, the martyr. If we got caught with a meth pipe, Jimmy, and we were both meth down, this would never happen. No. I don't feel like I could enjoy that. Nor would I try. If they said, hey, look, we're not going to, you know, we're going to charge both of you. And if I knew it was yours and you weren't going to say anything, I would be that martyr. And tell him it was mine? I would say, that's his. That's <laughs> his. Check it. Yeah, but that's different because then you're dealing with tweakers and you Plus, can't trust yeah, a tweaker. I, I'm methed out when I'm trying to think that way. I'd be yeah. like, <laughs> you're going to tell him it's mine and you're going to rob my house while I'm locked up. He's going to take like, everything I didn't already pawn for more meth. He's going to be like, hey, guys, I got somebody out here. That, these guys are too fat to be meth. I don't know whose meth pipe this is. Yeah. No, but I've learned recently that, that there can be fat uh, meth. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Dude, I, trust me, I, I know some people who have some habits that I don't agree with, and these are people you wouldn't expect to have those habits because they hold full-time jobs and own property and stuff. Oh, my God. But, I mean, they're regular users of some stuff I wouldn't touch. Oh, God. And I've touched some stuff, but I wouldn't touch that stuff. Oh. Yeah. Touching your stuff right now. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. <laughs> well, you know, that gives me a little bit of ease. That's something I've never even shared with a therapist or, or anybody. Yeah, that's for all I these years. Too. I, I felt like God. Was I? No, <laughs> not in that case, man. Oddly enough, one person in the middle, uh, in the back seat, was not wearing a seatbelt, and no questions about that. No. So funny. ultimately, it's not about the safety precautions of it. Yeah, but I feel like even if I was around driving, when seatbelts became a a thing in the car, I think I still would have wore it. I don't know; those old timey '70s seatbelts sucked. They were always tangled up and tied in knots, and you couldn't get them unfurled right. Well, yeah, they, they were, were not pain in the ass. But then they got that stuff in like the late '90s where you'd get in and it would go over the top for you. Yeah. I used to get blindfolded and strangled by every time. I that, those car. things were stupid ideas too. <laughs> that was so stupid. Dumbass idea, man. God bless. Dumbass idea. You know, man, I I, I miss a lot of the, the those. I, I guess it comes back to. A lot of change I do like, but a lot of change I don't like because there's certain things we used to do when I was a kid just as, as a family or a group that people don't do anymore. 
And I, I don't, Mooning? No, like with the camping trips with where all the men on the one side of the family and all the cousins and stuff would all, and some of the friends of the family, would all go down to the Chattooga River or up to the Chattooga River because it's in the mountains and just go primitive camping for a long weekend. And it'd be like 12, 15, 20 dudes there. Yeah. Just all the old men and middle-aged men and young men and the boys. And I mean, it's, it, I mean, everybody from like, they'd start taking you when you got to be about, Eight or ten years old. Yeah. And then everybody from there up until they were too old and, and decrepit to keep going, they all would go once or twice a year, every year. And then everybody stopped about the time I was 13 or 14. And I don't see big groups of people doing stuff like that anymore. It used to be commonplace. I mean, I, that's when you I— You need to have a child, Jim. That's when I sold all the—and uh, a big family and a bunch of friends that don't exist. That's when I sold all the, the wrapping paper in fourth grade. And I won the uh, the trip to Chuck E. Cheese and the limo oh, and all that. Man. Yeah, I I didn't even show up for the limo ride and the trip to Chuck E. Cheese. I skipped school that day because I went camping with my grandpa and all my uncles and cousins and stuff. Oh, I thought that was the party where you could have twenty five friends there and you could only come up with like eight. No, no, no. Might have been fat boy. Chuck E. Cheese thing was just me and the the other two kids who sold the top three wrapping paper sellers yeah. got the limo trip to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, and like free play of games and stuff. Did you do and well with the? I mean, you said you were top three, but like, was it really selling? That's like always sympathy sells, right? I think I was second place. My mom bought a good bit. We that's the thing, dude. My mom and my aunts candles. and grandmas they bought a lot. I sold candles in yeah. school, and uh, I thought I did so great. My mom would take it to work, and daddy take it to work, and then. You'd look all throughout the house, and oh, look, there's another candle. Another candle. There's another candle. We got wrapping paper for decades. God bless. Yeah, that's how that was. But yeah, so I won the thing, or I was second place overall. Somebody must have had really rich parents. Yeah. Uh, so I won the uh, I was second place in the thing. But yeah, I didn't want to go. I mean, I wanted to go on the limo trip to Chuck E. Cheese, but I remember when it was brought up that, hey, that's the day we're leaving to go camping. I was like, well, I want to go camping. I don't want to go Chuck E. Cheese in a limo. Do you think part I was a showbiz pizza guy anyway. You've already mentioned him, so I'm not trying to uh, bring you down. But do you think that the you know when your father, well, he he died years later, but it was shortly there. It was close to there. I was wondering if that took that cog out, or was that on Moose's, like your mother's side? It wasn't on his side. My dad's family never did anything together. He wouldn't have gone camping for nothing. Okay. His idea of camping was a nice motel. Oh yeah, you said the uncle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I go with Uncle my, Herman. But no, no, no. This is the other side. Okay. I'd, I'd go. <laughs> yeah, I'd go with my uh, my well, my step grandpa on my mom's side to be accurate about it. That's who we go camping with. That's when that's when I dropped the big boulder on my foot. And that's when I, I burnt my face with the flaming marshmallow skin. That's where we got attacked <laughs> by the beaver on the sandbar. Did you just call it flaming marshmallow skin? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what it was. But it would just be a flaming marshmallow. It was like a marshmallow husk. It's like a. It's not like a casing of a sausage. No, because the the most of the marshmallow was still on the end of my stick. I was roasting a marshmallow, and my cousin Michael was showing me how to do this. <laughs> oh my god, where, marshmallow! Yeah, I'm roasting the marshmallow, <laughs> and uh, you know, I got it in the fire, and he would burn them pretty much to a crisp on the outside, where they'd be flaming, and then he would fling that off of there, what a and jerk. and you're left with just the gooey center, which is delicious. Oh, I thought he would fling it at you. No, no, no. He was just showing me how to fling the burnt part off, and then you just get the gooey center. That's how he liked to eat some of his. So I'm trying to do that, but when I went to fling mine, it went straight up in the air, and then it came down and scraped along my cheek and gave me a nice little burn on my face that I had for a couple of years. If you just tune into the podcast, 
We're talking about s'mores, by the way. Yeah. 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 Point that out. There were so many good memories. We dammed up a creek with sandbags one time, broke my foot one time, got attacked by a beaver, flaming marshmallow. Maybe fish that's hooks why and people, fingers, always getting hurt. It was great. All your camping trips ended up with ER visits. Maybe they're like, ah, you know, the insurance. Nobody Come. ever went to the hospital. It was awesome. You just bleed till you quit bleeding. That's where I learned how to use the short-handled shovel. Because, dude... I didn't know how to. Nobody. Oh God! I know where this is going. Nobody showed me how to use the <laughs> short-handled shovel before I went off in the woods with it for the first time. Uh, when I say primitive camping, I mean there's no outhouse, so you just got to go dig a hole. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You're supposed to. Nobody told me how to do this or what the process was using the short-handled shovel. I've never done this before in my life. I'm 10 years old. It's my first camping trip. So what do I do? I go off in the woods with a short-handled shovel. <laughs> I know it. You know which shovel to grab because it's got the toilet paper roll on the handle. <laughs> so I'm, I'm toting the short-handled shovel. And <laughs> All right, so here's what happened. I don't think I know this story, but I feel like I know exactly where it's going. No, I'm honestly, dying. I, I went off in the woods with a short-handled shovel, and, and I'm by myself, and I don't know what to do, really. So I just I, I went right by a tree. I'm like squatting, leaned up against the tree, kind of, because for stability's sake. Yeah, you can't squat. And I did my thing, and I finished up and all that. And then what do I do when I'm done? <laughs> well, I go to cover it up. So I'm just covering it up with leaves and some dirt and stuff, oh leaves and dirt and stuff. Who slid down into the Uncle next Guy. <laughs> I did not know that. That afternoon. Oh, my God. About two hours later, he comes back, dude. He's fuming <laughs> mad. He's pissed off, furious, but he's, he can't help being kind of amused by it at the same time. And then when he starts saying what happened, everybody's just, all the old men are just dying laughing at this. Because, yeah, basically what I'd done is I just plopped one on the ground and covered right it up now. with some woods. And then here comes local guy back from fishing. <laughs> Whoop. There's so much to this story. Because the leaves are slick and the, the, the what I did is slick too. So what are you going to do but slip in it, you know? My jaws hurt right now. I know, mine too, I'm man. smiling so much. <laughs> God bless. Oh, my God. Nothing First of all, his, story, man. his name is Uncle Guy. It is. <laughs> Uncle Guy. Uncle Guy. Rest in peace. Does he have a property. sister named Gal? No. I mean, Jesus. He had a bunch of sisters, none named Gal. <laughs> See, if the guy didn't slide, Uncle Guy didn't slide down in it, I was going to think that you were just going to pick it up and sling it with the shovel. No. <laughs> Into Uncle Guy. Yeah, but it, I mean, it was just wound up making a mess because he'd stepped all oh in it and God. fell down. and it, it was rough, man. God bless, man. It was a rough scene. But, the, you know, that's what happens when nobody teaches you how to do things. But, yeah, those camping trips. I, I mean, I know some people still do stuff like that. But, man, we all used to go. Oh, yeah. It was fun. All the men of that generation did it. And, hell, I don't keep it alive. I don't do it either. Well, it's the family. You know, there, there's something to that. I, I noticed it even more so this past Christmas is that when the grandparent, that is the grandparents are the, the main core. And then they had a kid or a daughter or three or four of each or whatever. And then... All the while, that sunshine that is that is like the beams of the sun, they're all symmetrical. Yeah. But then they have kids, and then they have kids, and they have kids. And then another, you know, I don't know how many years away, they have kids. Mm-hmm. Grandparents, sadly, will pass away. Yeah. Once that third generation comes in, sadly, the grandparents will probably pass away or be shortly there. Everybody eventually will. And then that's where the split goes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something I've noticed with mine. Sadly, 
uh, when my grandparents passed and everybody had their own families, it kind of broke away from that. Because my favorite, absolute favorite Christmas memories are in my grandma and grandpa's house. Absolutely, man. Yeah, my favorite Christmas memories are at my grandma and grandparents' house in Townville. And it, not that my house house wasn't fun. I mean, that was like Santa Claus and all that stuff. But just that was when all my cousins and aunts and uncles were together and we were all wrestling and paper fighting and eating the damn best food. Yeah. The damn best food. Yeah. Oh, man. I miss you, Nanny. Nanny, I miss you. <laughs> I do. I, I, I miss, She's my most missed grandparent. Yeah, on the one hand, I miss <laughs> those times. And I also think, man... It seemed like people used to see each other and fellowship more back in the day, too. That's another change I don't like as much. But then again, I think about it, I'm pretty sure that when my my grandpa saw his friends was those camping trips, and that was about it because they all had work and families and stuff. So I, I don't think they really saw their friends a whole lot more than I see my friends well, now. that's the thing is, which is uh, rare. The day that I'm uh, today when we're recording, later on this evening, uh, our friend Dave Guido is coming by my house. And... I call him a fr- he is a friend. He's yeah. in my circle of I don't have that many not to sound I mean I think most people they break it down and not judge it off social media but like friends. No, that dude's one of my best friends in the world. Like, When's the last time you lo- well, you may have seen him more so than I. No, I I have like a year and a half. I live 10 minutes from him and I ain't seen him in like a year. It's so weird, yeah. right? And I think that but Well, six I saw him about 6 months ago. He came by the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um So I, we live 10 minutes apart and I've seen him once well, in 6 months. You're an awful friend. So is he, Dave. Oh. oh, both of us. Give me a coat. Um, that that's kind of where that uh, that change has. But you know, I, I was telling, I I don't know who I was telling this the other day, but with concerts, I think it was you, Jimmy. Is one thing that I miss about concerts, especially like, you know, let's give an example here. Let's say, uh, oh God, the only thing I come up with is Kid Rock. But let's say you had a Kid Rock concert, you know, and he does that song where every, he even stops singing and he puts the mic up and everyone's singing that sing-along song. Whoever you want to do, that artist. Something in but that... But everybody at this concert stinks like hell. Okay, Kid Rock wasn't a good one. <laughs> Let me think. That's fine. We'll go with Kid Rock, man. We already started. Now, I get what you're saying. But continue. But everybody's Carrie singing. Underwood. Everybody's singing. Everyone's singing the same song. Now... You know good and damn well that 99.9% of those people can't sing worth a lick. Mm. But when they sing in unison, it sounds harmonic. And it's the energy level. You know, even if you're drunk or high or whatever, even if you baseline sober, you know that it just feels different. And that's where that discord is definitely missing in society right now. It's a big shared emotion. Yeah. A big shared experience, yeah. It's kind of like... This is, probably goes against 90% of the stuff I've said today, but, man, I miss singing hymns at church. It's, I mean, it's a very positive thing. It, 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 it creates that kind of energy you want. I'm not talking about doing karaoke night. I, I'm talk, I want a bunch of people singing with me. I want to be like in the world's largest barbershop quartet. And I'm not talking about like that when we get too carried away with it in like the first 30 minutes of church, everybody just had to stand up and sing 12 different songs. Oh, yeah. We don't need. We got carried away for a while there, late 90s. Yeah. We don't need a a cantata. Uh uh. Mm -mm. Or a judgment house. I mean, how many. Dude, I I used to go to a church, uh, Washington Avenue Baptist Church. This was when. our God is an, an awesome, awesome God. That was like the song. You know, that was the church song for a while in the 90s, maybe early mm-hmm. 2000s. 
Dude, they'd play it for like 20 minutes. And the only words are, our God is an awesome God. Was that the one where they go around and shake hands and hug on each other? Every service they do is for 20 minutes. I was like, why? Especially you... Sunday morning, like 20 minutes of that song, which is very repetitive. I never understood that. It's like, what? what's... Do that after church in the, in the vestibule. Church of Christ got it right. No instruments, just the voice. Vestibule. The instrument pleases the ear of man. The voice pleases the ear of God. That's what they say. Oh. My neighbor, Church of Christ, he likes to talk to me for a long time about religion. Oh, COC, represent. Yeah, I'm going to miss him when I move. Yeah. Oh, yes. Or when he dies. He's old. He's like 80 almost. What will happen first? You die or him move? He'll probably move before I die. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jimmy Jack Jackie. I well, like you. I like you, man. It's I been like fun. you. This has been a good time, but I guess we're I guess we're about done for now. Oh yeah, they're telling us to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, well, we're also I can hear your stomach growling from here. Or did you mine? hear that? I'm hungry. That was mine, but it, uh, if it uh, if I hear it again, we need to go murder. Oh, we need to go anyway. Yeah, okay. We do. Episode 22. A little walk down memory road. Do us a favor. Share this with a friend. Uh, what's up to all the the truck drivers out there that apparently love this so much? Thank you. Spread the word. Uh, put it on your social media if you would. And just let us know what you think about it. I- interact with us. Next week, we're going to actually read some tweets and emails and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell the story next week about the time uh, one of my cousins uh, caught a bass and put an M80 in its mouth with a waterproof fuse and then lit it and threw it back in the lake. God bless. Uh-huh. Jimmy Jack Jackie. Matthew. Thank you. Thank you. It was a good time. It's been After Hours with the... What? After Hours with the Rise Guy. There, you said it. We'll be back next Wednesday with more of this. And every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Damn right. All right. Get out. Time to close the doors on another episode of After Hours with the Rise Guy. Subscribe on Radio.com and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Pass it around to your family and friends and other P1s. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.